When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. Hey, everybody, it's Joseph Shepard. And your girl, Miss Laganja Astranja. And you know what, Laganja? Are you ready? We can do it this time, right? Because we can see each other? Because we can see each other. Okay. And, and welcome, welcome to Queening Out. We got it. That's what we need to see. We just need the visual. We just need the visual. The visual. And we are here. We are at the lovely The Wave in Los Angeles recording this podcast to you. Um, and you get a visual. That's right, Mama. We are here in the flesh. And we are so excited because this is a podcast where Joseph and I break down each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, but in our own unique way. That's right. Uh, now, today is a special day. As I just said, our schedule's finally aligned. We are now in L.A. We're in the same place recording this. You excited for your first video episode? You know, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Visuals are a part of my job, right? But I am often scrutinized on my looks, as we do with all the girls on this show each and every day. So I did have to switch sides with Joseph before we started filming. You know, the eye makeup on this side is not as good as this side. So now that we've got that settled, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident and I'm ready good. to rock. Ready to rock and roll. Now, before we end up getting into this All-Stars, I just want to know, you just traveled the whole world. You're now back in the U.S. What was your whole experience like? You know, it was amazing to be back on tour again. This was the first, well, actually not the first tour since Corona, but this was the first big fully produced tour since Corona. I did work the world six years ago when they first started. So to go back and see how it has just progressed is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Um, you know, we were filling up 10,000, sometimes 14,000 wow. seated arenas where people like Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande performed. So it was just kind of overwhelming, yeah. to be honest. You know, the performing aspect was so amazing. Obviously, being on the stage with dancers and props. And a fully produced visual by Acid Betty, my sister from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh my god! Uh, was just such a it was such an accomplishment for me. You know, I, yeah. I dreamed of playing those houses, but I never knew if it would actually happen. So the fact that it got to happen was amazing. Obviously, getting closer to a lot of these newer girls that I've never worked with. Me and Miss Vanji, you know, we cut up. We had us a good time, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really grateful for the experience, but I'm also happy to be home for all of five days. <laughs> I missed my dog. I missed ranch dressing, and uh, yeah, it's good to be back home and be with you, of course. And to have food that has seasoning, apparently. Yes, yes, yes. I did miss the seasoning of America. You know, they are very uh, serious about their sugar intake uh -huh. in Europe. Um, and in and England and and so uh, yeah, I miss like Coca Cola. Like even the Coca Cola tastes different. Different. Yeah, really? we really jacked the sugar up. 
So it, it's good to be back with my sweet pink. Yeah, I thought it was funny because there was like one comment on the YouTube version of the podcast and it was like, oh, wow, like ganja really going for the UK food here. <laughs> well, you know, when in UK, you got to go for it. You do. And I definitely always stick to like when I'm in the UK, Indian food. Indian food is incredible in the UK. Very delicious. And that's how I can get that spice and kick. So yeah. now what about you? What have you been up to? How are you doing? What's the latest tea? Latest tea. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know that this is like kind of like a downer, but I mean, it's we life. like that. It's life. We have ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. So this past weekend was Pride. Yes. Here in West Hollywood. And um, I was supposed to go on Saturday and with my boyfriend and his friends. And as I was about to go, I just sensed something wasn't right. Uh-oh. And I just wasn't feeling it. Like everything was very sensitive and hyper aware. And it was my autism tantrum. I had like a full blown meltdown and it doesn't necessarily happen a lot. It happens like maybe like once a year. So it was like the of day course, this of is like, the time it's exactly. Yeah. And I was like, woo party. Oh no, never mind. And literally Dang. it was just downhill. And then as I was recouping, also, if you ever have like, if you're very like sensory overloaded, they have great music on YouTube. Okay. And also a very good visual. So like you get, it feels it like you're- you down. Yes. Yeah. So I am calm. I am good. I'm collected. And my boyfriend texts me. He's like, hey, I'm coming home now. We can chill, whatever. I said, So you yeah. stayed. You didn't go to party. I didn't go. Yeah. Okay. So well, that's he, good. You made the best decision for yourself. Yeah. Made yeah. the best decision for myself. And I had told him too. And then he was like, okay, I'm coming home. The door opens and he brought a friend over and I was sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, my gosh, like I didn't expect this. And I started about, I was about to go into like a full oh, blown no. mode. I thought I, you were going to say you were like sitting there naked masturbating. No, or well, <laughs> if they came an hour earlier, that would have happened. <laughs> well, so so then you still had the anxiety. So still had the anxiety. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, you're going to have to get him out. But he did. And I felt really bad. But at the same time, I knew that I needed you to be to 100. You. And you have to. Well, and the good news is Pride is this weekend. Yes, in, in L.A. In L.A. I don't know the difference between women and L.A. Either. I guess this one's bigger. Yeah. So you could try it again if yeah, you wanted. We're going to try it again. Are you? Yeah. OK, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm taking Sunday off. I know it's Christina, but girls got to rest. Oh, Xtina. So are you ready? Are you ready to I get into so this? I am so ready to dive into this episode. Before we do, we do have an email. We do. Well, now remember, we love hearing your thoughts and you can email us your opinions, your questions at laganjoes at gmail.com. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 323-607-5116 and we might play it back on the show. Who knows? Maybe uh, you and I will call somebody back. We do have a really cute voicemail now, don't we? We do. Yeah. We do have a really cute voicemail professing their undying love for both of us. You see? So go call us. Leave us some thoughts. Now, let's check out the email that we got, shall we? Yeah. It's from Mark. Hey, divas, I am truly freaking digging this podcast. That was a lot of ings in there. <laughs> so nice to hear two different opin opinions from two respected divas. Thanks for not causing drama and keeping it real. Last week, the main runway was Spikes. I would love to know how each of you would have interpreted this runway. Love the question. Thank mm. you so much, Mark. That's a good one. Let's see. Well, you know, I like to keep it on brand. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, cannabis does have these red hairs that are like, not necessarily spike-like, but you know, you mm -hmm. can interpret it that way. So maybe I would have done something with like, you know, a green base with like red 
kind of spikes coming off of it to represent Ooh. the nug, but keep it within the theme. I love that. Yeah. Or maybe purple even. Sometimes there's the purple. Yeah. Threads, the hairs. But that would be like my first inclin- you know, inclination. Inclination? Yeah. Inclination. Inclination. Yeah. yeah. I love that. What about you? I think I would want to go like full like metal, not fake plastic, but okay. like metal, but on like every tip that's over my body, like very like a bodysuit, very like metal pokes out. But I want there to be jewels on the tips of the poke. Okay, jeweled tips. Jeweled tips. Love it. That's what we're going for. I also just thought of another one. What was the character on? I believe it was either Doug or Hey Arnold. And he had like the spiky hair. Did you ever watch those? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm trying to think. Doug or Hey Arnold, spiky hair. I can't remember which one. But maybe that would be something that I could like interpret too. Was like that character from the show with the spiky hair. See, I was going to go for Rugrats spike. Okay. dog i was okay. thinking that that's smart yeah i like that that's really smart you know as a kid i used to gel and spike my hair like i was obsessed because i was such a mama's and daddy's boy and did what they wanted forever and ever and like parted my hair and wore the collared shirts and finally i don't remember how old i was probably like 12 13 i got my hair like cut really short and i mean it would be so hard that like if you put your hand on it do you remember those things that like had the needles and you would put your yes, hand in it? Yes. It was like yes. one of those. Like no. it was so pokey. Porcupine. Yeah. Did you? Okay. When you went and got your hair cut when you were like at a super child. Cut. So me too. I would get my hair cut at Supercut. There was there was one and it was called Kids Cuts that my mom okay. made me go to and it had a full playground in it. And I was oh, like, that's fierce. why? But I was thinking, I was like, there's hair everywhere. You know, there's going to be a ball gross. pit of hair. Yeah, that's gross. And like slobber and slime. So was there ever a picture that you brought to somebody that you wanted your hair to look like? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't think so. I've never really been that girl. I mean, even now that I have my long hair, like I just told my hair guy, David, uh, you know, I want a balayage Mm -hmm. or I want this color. I'm not really someone to that's more like when I do clothing, Mm -hmm. like when I work with clothing and designers, I definitely will have a picture of inspiration. But I think with hair, I usually like to trust the artist. I also remember when I finally graduated from Supercuts to Tony and Guy. Oh, wait, I was saying that you were, I thought you were saying you were a haircut person who graduated. No, 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 no. My haircut person did not go to either (laughs) of those schools. But I remember like Tony and Guy was like really popular. And I think like what I learned was they taught them to cut your hair badly so that you would have to come back more often. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. But I remember like being like, oh, I don't go to Supercuts anymore. I'm a Tony and Guy girl. It was a thing. It was a thing. Mall haircuts. Mall haircuts. <laughs> I would go in with the NSYNC CD, the very first one. And I was like, I want to be JC Chazé. Okay. That Didn't he have my... spiky hair? Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like a little like spike. Yeah. Okay. That's what I wanted. I love it. Well, uh, thank you so much, Mark, for sending us an email love you guys sending us emails make sure to ask questions too because you know the next time if you leave a voicemail you ask a question i'm not afraid to pick up my phone and call so Uh-oh. you never know oh yes thank you so much that was so kind of you to leave us all that love and positive energy and please know we are sending it right back to you right back to you well we're gonna get right back to you after this little break and i think we may be going um into a little uh little different space-time continuum. Uh Uh-oh. Well, we'll see you right after the spring. We are back. It's Queening Out. Now, this week we have a commencement speech challenge, kind of like a comedy challenge, I'm guessing. So because (laughs) it's the comedy challenge-esque, and we have the queen of comedy here, 
Who, me? Yeah. I'm the queen of comedy? Yeah. That's after, a stretch. After, that's a four-way uh, stretch. Well, well, yeah, four-way stretch fabric. Let's hit the time warp. Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> It's episode eight of season six. You are in the comedy stand-up challenge. It led to so many iconic moments. That was a full-blown moment. So I would love for you to do a dramatic reading. I cannot even believe this. I'm looking at the script now. You're kidding me. Please do a dramatic reading. Oh, my God. We really should have played Yuha's clip of her doing this. We should have. Because that was drag really time. iconic. Did you see it? Yes. It was she was so like good. supposed to do a panel and then they canceled the panel. Yeah, and I never told her. So she just stood there and gave the whole speech. You got to go check it out. I think it's on her Instagram. It's ridiculous. But OK, so I'm supposed to do a dramatic reading, meaning mm -hmm. like taking this serious as if I was doing it at graduation. Did you know I actually spoke at my college graduation? Did you really? During Corona 2021, I was so honored that they had me come in full drag. Got to deliver a speech to the class of 2021 at CalArts, where I graduated college. Awesome. It was such a big moment for me. That's huge. It went definitely not like what you're about to hear, but <laughs> here we go. Hey, 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 hey. Put your lighters up. Ganja is in the house. Ow. As you can tell from my accent, I am from Dallas, Texas. And it was not very easy growing up looking like this. Whether I was playing in my grandma's clothes, or putting on a show of my well-organized, alphabetically ordered Beanie Babies, I was g-g-g-g-gay. Oh, Kurt. But it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles that I discovered marijuana. And I mean, I like to smoke. Y'all, I'm flying just as high as your receding hairline. Oh, Kurt. Marijuana really does help me calm down. So, y'all, I went to Valencia, where they filmed the TV show Weeds. Now, y'all, it's a very dry. It's almost kind of like your vagina. Can I get an amen? Now, y'all, I'm a tree hugger because if it ain't green, I am not interested. Hmm. Ochre. <laughs> <laughs> there it was. Yes. I tried to be dramatic. Wait, okay. So was that your full speech or no. was there more? No, that's definitely edited, which is why I have to like read it because... No, not that I would remember the full speech yeah. anyway, but no, it definitely was edited. It was much longer. And um, yeah, you know, look, I'm just really grateful that at the end of the day, as bomb as it was like and bad bomb, it eventually became good bomb. Yeah. And I love that people celebrate it now and laugh and I try to laugh with them because I do think a lot of it was really funny. Yeah. You know, it just didn't happen to land in that moment. Was it as bad as the edit made it out to seem? Or did you get laughs and did you have... Well, I still think the edit was really funny. Um, <laughs> so, like, when you when you say that, do you mean, like, the audience not laughing? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, no, that, that still happened. The audience didn't laugh. But I still think it's funny. I'm sorry, dry as it, your vagina is iconic. It was hilarious. I also think the funny thing is that people took the video and then just inserted laughs after everything. I love that because it shows you the power of editing. Of editing, yes. Yeah. I really think that Jamie Presley really wanted to laugh. Like, if you looked, especially when I did the vagina joke, it was like she was trying to, like, kind of hold back her laugh. I mean, I don't know if she was told to not laugh. Allegedly, you know, I'm not for sure. Uh, yeah, we don't know. So how long did it end up taking you to, like, write the jokes? Did you have, like, a prompt? Like, what was the process like? Well, so this is also the challenge where I was known for hiding underneath the table with mm -hmm. my no smoking sign. And in fact, I just saw a meme recently where I was like talking to myself saying like, I need to transition here. And they were like, and she got one. They <laughs> memed it. It was so cute. 
Um, but yeah, so I probably worked in the workroom for like two to three hours. Okay. And then we had Bruce Valange uh, work with us on the on the sketch. And he loved me. He thought I was so funny. And I left feeling so confident. Wow. But I went into the workroom and I actually lied to all of them and was like, I did really bad. Like, I'm so nervous. And I think ultimately that's why I set myself up is because like I was trying to play games and girl, like you just can't play games like they will end up biting you in the ass. And well, it did. So also um, Polly was on the show, too. And I remember he worked with us off camera. Um, and yeah, everyone's like built me up as for it to be this big funny moment. And then it was just crickets. crickets. Oh, my gosh. And then you're on the main stage. Yes. It's after the challenge. Yes. And you had your breakdown moment. I did. I felt very attacked. Mm-hmm. Although, was I felt very attacked before or after the runway? You. When it was re- while the judges were deliberating. Correct. Right. So yeah. it was before I had to lip sync. And yeah, that was such a, a traumatic moment for me. In fact, like I won't watch that. Really? Yeah, I won't watch it. I mean, I've made fun of the I feel very attacked. I've made merch with yeah. it now because I'm always of the belief if you can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was a really hard moment. And I really do still feel to this day that the girls came for me. I mean, you know, I, I know Adore was famously saying famous for saying like, well, that's not how I wanted to do it. And I truly believe that at the bottom of my heart. But I just think because so many of them ganged up on me yes. at once, you know, it's one of the very few times I've only had a full on like panic attack. It was very intense, um, you know, and uh, I'm just glad that I survived it and that I have been able to laugh at it because at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. And I've learned to just, like I said, go with it, go with it. You know, everybody has a breakdown moment. Mine just happened to be on camera for national TV. (laughs) Yeah. And my breakdown moment was Saturday on Pride. Yeah. Um, So you see one of the same. Well, I would love to know in that moment, and I'm sorry I'm bringing it up, but I do have a question. I would love to know, you said that you were 100% J. Do you feel the same way looking back at that? I really do. I really do. I've always claimed this and I I will to the day I die because, you know, I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. I grew up in musical theater camp. Being over the top at summer camp was what I did best. I put on drag shows for people at lunch. I was known as what we call a ham. Always turning it up, always talking, always moving, always grooving. And, you know, I went into that TV show with the advice from Melissa Edwards, which was keep the cameras on you at all time. Do whatever you have to do to make sure you're stealing the scene. And so that's exactly what I did. Now, if I were to go back to the competition, which I won't, but if I was, (laughs) would I do it differently? I do believe I would because I'm a different person now. I've grown, I've matured, I've come into my truth. And so I don't think it would be the same But I do think it would be similar because I am still similar. I am still over the top. I am still a ham. I still do turn up for the camera. So uh, I just think it would maybe be a little bit more uh, toned down. Yeah. Because I've learned I don't have to do so many antics to get people's attention. You know, there's a line that Jocelyn Fox said to me and she's like, you demand attention instead of command attention. And that's something that's really stuck with me that I really think about all the time something I think I try to do now more. I just try to command the room as opposed to like demand people look at me by being crazy and kooky and zany, you know? It's really smart advice. It is. Wow, yeah. Jocelyn, that, I'm taking that to heart now. Yeah, it's a good one. And before we move on, I do want to know, when you left the room, uh-huh. you said, can somebody find my nail or get my nail? Get Did my you get your nail? nail? Off. I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question. I would assume so. 
And if not, I had extras because I, again, think I started this just saying I came with a full case of nails and I had nails for every single look, which I know now is standard. But back then, I really don't think that was a thing. And so I had extra nails made. So if I didn't get that exact nail, I definitely had an extra to glue on because I was not going to go out there with one nail off. Oh, and then you were the first queen to chasse away. You have to. See? Had to represent for the dance community. But that is such an iconic episode. Looking back at it, it was so full of so many moments for you. Whether they were negative or positive, you had those moments and it made you who you are today. Like at the end of the day, like it helped shape, it helped shape you for the fandom. And then you got to redeem yourself, I guess you would say, when you came back on All Star 6. Redeem. <laughs> when you came back for All Star 6, How did you actually jump down? So I, of course, pitched this to the team and said that I wanted to come from the ceiling because I was uh, referencing an incredible, iconic YouTube video by Tandy Amon Dupree. And I wanted to do exactly what she did, which is she fell from the ceiling. But due to liability reasons, they're like, we're not going to do that. So they built a platform for me and uh, it actually was on the left side. And because I'm a left splitter, I had to have them drill up the platform and move it to the other side, which I felt very (laughs) diva about. But they did it so graciously. And yeah, that's how I did it. I jumped off the platform into my split. Yeah. Still recovering from that one. (laughs) Still still in pain. Yes. Still on CBD uh, topicals. (laughs) At least you're not like the UK girls that always jump on their knees. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I don't yeah. know why. The knee flop. Yeah, the knee flop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting move. <laughs> well, before we get into this challenge, we're going to exit this time warp. <laughs> yes, please. I've got enough. Um, so Rue tells the girls that whoever the top two are that win are going to be able to give a badge to somebody. That's right. Two stars, mama. Two stars. How would you go about Well, I think I would give one star um, to myself, obviously, and then the other one to my other personality. You know, I would just try to keep it in the family. Uh, No, (laughs) I would give the star probably to someone who didn't have one, Um, because I feel like giving it to someone who has one is going to make it harder to beat them. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather like even out the playing field. And I like to make everyone feel included. So I think that's what I would have done. I thought about it and I didn't know if it was possible because I didn't hear any type of rule behind it. But I would have, if it was allowed, talk to the other top two person and be like, can we just switch stars? Now see, that's smart. So then you, you both, both get two. To, you're smart. That's how you play the game, okay? You got to. Don't go in there and lie and tell people you did bad when you did good because that will set you up for failure. But swapping stars. Swapping. I'm all down for that. I am too. I am too. So the queens have to do their commencement speech. They have to go out there and um, give speeches And um, did you have any favorites, any standouts? You know, I really enjoyed the Vivian. I thought it was so funny. I loved her drunk character, the way her lipstick and eye was smeared. And I just thought she really executed it with humor. And I think that's what for some of these other girls they were lacking. They went a little bit too much on the inspirational side as opposed to the comedy side. I think that that's what was missing from the first few that went out like Monet and Shay and stuff like they were good at inspiration, yeah. but I just wanted some like punch and comedy. Like I didn't actually want to go to a commencement, right. you know, like my graduation. I didn't even want to go to that because like they talked <laughs> really? too long. I had the most amazing graduation. I went to an art school. So it was just 
wild. Like I literally was in full drag, not female drag. It was boy impersonating drag because my parents at that time were not ready for me to be in a dress, which I think all of us looking back now, they're like, probably should have let her wear a dress, but it's all good. (laughs) Um, And we got to pick 10 seconds of any song that we wanted. So I picked Missy Elliott's Funky Fresh Dress. And it was just amazing. I was totally, you know, uh, lie abated and lit. And I remember there was like a giant beach ball that they were like passing around in the audience. Like it was crazy. Arts is a nuts. I am so jealous of your experience. I think that's how all graduations should be, you know? They really should. Because this whole serious thing, you're right, Borella. Like, no, if no matter how much you look at it, somebody who is 23, 24, 22, whatever, and you're graduating, nobody wants to sit through hours of people speaking boringly. Yes, agreed. Like, give me a media presentation. Bring out Christine Aguilera. Please. Bring out a performance. Well, okay, now you're talking multi multi budgets, but well, if I feel you. They do bring out commencement speakers, right? They do. I don't know if Christine has ever spoken at a graduation, girl. But I like I like where you're going. Maybe with Maybe a song and dance. Okay, you know? I like. Maybe where you're not going by Christina. This. Maybe we go with um, somebody a little lower. Okay, know. Christina Milian. From AM <laughs> to PM, that's what she's going to be performing. <laughs> Um, did you have any people that you just didn't think were great? No, I think they all did an okay job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Trinity was really funny. I thought Raja did a really Raja's great good. job. Uh, I loved the way Evie looked. I thought oh. her outfit was fabulous. Um, Jinx, for me personally, while I thought she did great, she wasn't necessarily a standout to me. I feel like we've seen her do better in other challenges. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, this was a really hard challenge, you know, to be inspirational, but to be funny, to keep it in the theme of graduation. That's kind of a lot to maneuver. So I think overall, like I said, the girls did really well. I just definitely thought some were better at inserting the humor. I agree. Yeah, I agree fully. I think that exactly like you said, Jinx wasn't at her funniest, but I did think that there were a lot of punchy moments. The Vivian, the same thing, punchy moments. And Raja, punchy moments. Yeah. And I think that they most likely were probably the top three in my head. Yeah. And I think Trinity would be right after Oh, yes, them. yes, yes. She was yes. pretty She was funny. in there too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's take a break and then we can get into these looks. Okay. We'll be right back. And we're back. Oh my gosh, are we back? We are so back, back, back again with a full visual. A full visual. We're going to have little images that are going to be popping up either here, 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 here with the looks as they come up. We love an editor. We love an editor. Thank you, Carson. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, you know, I always have said a lot of girls will complain about the editing on RuPaul's Drag Race and say, well, it's like I was edited that way. And that's another thing I've always claimed true to is, you know, I said what I said. I meant what I did. And I think the editors did an amazing job of making me infamous. So, you know, shout out to all the editors out there. Your job is not easy. They watch hours of footage and cut out all of our little mistakes and, of course, do all the inserts. So it's a tough job. We appreciate you, Carson. Carson, yes. Yes. Was there anything on your original season that you really wish would have made it to air that, like, didn't happen? Good question. Gosh, Joseph, you're coming with all these good questions I've never been asked. I love that. I always get asked the same thing. So when I always hear a new one, I'm like, let's see. Is there anything? Well, I thought it was really funny. And I don't think they included a lot of that. I just came off as annoying all the time. But there was lots of times where I, like, had people laughing, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think I came off more as, like, 
unintentionally funny as actually funny. And and maybe that's really how it went down. And in my head, I just was funny. So I don't know. I wish maybe they had included a little less crying and a little bit more humor. Yeah. But nothing is specific that I can remember. Like all my looks made it in all my silly moments, you know, where I put my leg up with that crazy thing on my head with Bianca. Like I feel like all my big moments made it. I actually have a journal. I have no idea where it is where I would journal every day. So if I were able to find that, um, that would probably tell us like what Laganja. That's I'm not your getting first that. Book. No, I'm not getting that. That is PTSD waiting to happen. Laganja, you could get a great book deal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to write a book about my transition. I'm not trying to go back, back, back again. I survived it once. <laughs> so what's the runway theme we have here today? So the runway theme is veil. Ooh, Ooh. something over the eyes, something in the back of the head, giving drama with veil so the only real veils that i necessarily know of is just because of a wedding dress yes so does a veil have to be fully over a face like how how is a veil done well they make half veils you know like that cover just one eye like on a fascinator i mean i think there's a lot of different types of veils and we saw that on the runway interpreted by the girls first up we had monet exchange giving you wasn't she maya angelou in snatch game one year I think and so, it was yeah. Free bird or whatever it was. Oh. The cage bird. The cage bird sings or something. That's okay. what I thought about. I, I was going to say La Cage Faux. Yeah. You know, the bird yes. cage. I am sorry, but I love this look. I this love. This is major from head to toe. I mean, it's just such a creative way of interpreting veil. I actually have done a photo shoot where I had a bird cage on my head. So, of course, I'm going to naturally love yeah. this. But I think the outfit like alone without the veil stands on its own. This feather couture piece with the built-in hips, which you know I love, to give her the shape. And of course, trans colors. So it's a wear it, 100%. 100%. I agree with that too. It is a total wear it. I would love anything to look like that with those feathers. Like just the way that that's done, it's not like it was like ostrich feathers that were like all kind of like out there. Like everything was so like fitted. Love it. Yeah, these are individually probably, I don't know, but I imagine to be individually glued to create this incredible uh, transition of blue into white into pink. It's really special. And this is the second time she's done trans colors. So yeah, I don't know if she's sending a message or what's going on, but I'm feeling it and I'm loving it. I love it. Wear it. You wear it well. Next up, we have Shea Coulee in a, I don't, can I ask why did they say it was accordion? Is it just because it bunched? That's what it is. Oh, that's an accordion. Accordion is, see all those little pleats? Uh Like an accordion, you know how it has the pleats? Exactly. But is that's what it's called? Yeah. Oh. It's an accordion pleat. I thought they were just saying it looks like an accordion. Oh, no, no, no. no, It's it's a real term. It's a real term. (laughs) So she is giving a very, in my mind, beekeeper-esque. Oh, I see that. Because the... The veil is long. It's and it then has she has the little short be- to long, like yes. the hat. Yeah. And then she has like a little hat on top, like a beekeeper hat. That's what I was getting. Okay. I don't really understand the um cuffs. Right. You know, I had mentioned to you when I was watching this, I was like, okay, no, we've already worn this cuffs. And I feel like that's like a RuPaul's drag race. No, no. Like once you wear it for one challenge, which I believe it was the when she did the African goddess, that's mm-hmm. when she first wore them. Um, and I forget the designer, but I saw that he had like tagged picture and been like oh thanks for wearing my cuffs so the cuffs were really in my mind so when I saw them come out again I was like "Mm, I don't know but I do think they worked with the look and I mean come on we reuse drag all the time so why not do that on the show that's the realness um for me this isn't my favorite I'll be honest I think it's very fashion forward I 
totally see where she's going with this. I love the use of color. I love the use of the accordion pleat, but it is a tarot for me. It's not, it's just not working for me. I think she's too covered. There's too many layers mm -hmm. and it's really hard for me to attach to this outfit. I agree with you. Also, have you ever seen Merle Ginsburg walk down the street of WeHo? Have you ever seen it? No. I but see this her. is the old RuPaul's Drag Race yes, show. Yeah, yes. right? Like, Up till season first three? Two, yeah. Why did she get kicked out? Do you know that team? Yeah. Well, what she didn't. It? So basically what happened is that she got offered a fashion job overseas. And RuPaul's Drag Race at the time, for after season two, they didn't know they were going to come back or not. Okay. And so they basically told her, hey, we'll hit you up if we happen to come back. But like, don't cancel whatever you're doing. Oh. So she was over, and I don't know necessarily where, um, but she was somewhere overseas. They called her and they basically like, hey, can you come over? And she was like, I can't, I already committed to this. And so then they so brought in So it wasn't drama then? Yeah, no drama. Okay, well, we love that. Yeah, but this is exactly something that she would wear. Is it? She always has like this big hat, very fashion forward in what right. she's wearing. And um, that's a, Mer I mean, it's Merle Ginsburg to me. I love it. I like we said, fashion forward, but not for us. Not for us, Tear it. Okay, who do we have next? It's your favorite. Up next, I mean, she is bringing you to the runway every time. We have Trinity the Tuck Taylor in a gorgeous, not sapphire, right? Yeah, sapphire red. red. Yeah. She's in sapphire red. I mean, this queen is bringing you out for me every single runway. It is drag yet again. More is more is more. She's definitely in that vein and that vibe, but I love it. I think the veil is so beautiful in the front with this one little piece coming over, allowing her eye to poke out. And then, of course, the gorgeous veil in the, in the back with all these flowers. I mean, I just think she looks incredible. My one critique, if I had to critique, was she's already given us a full red look. Yes. So I was like a little similar, you know, not really because that one was like all cutouts and sexy. But I do believe she had on an eye mask with that first red look. She did. So I'm like, it's a little similar. I would have loved to have seen this in a yellow. I yeah. think it could have been beautiful in a yellow. Ooh. But um, it's a wear it for me. It's a total wear it. You wear it well. And also her makeup was on point. Soft, like, supple, so, woman. So, ooh, I, every single time she brings it. And I, I would love, do you know if she comes up with designs or if she just talks to designers? Well, I don't know, but judging from the design challenge, I would have uh, uh, imagined that she has a heavy hand in designing. It seems like that's definitely a part of her craft. Yeah, and she knows it so well. She knows her body. She knows everything. She does. She does. I mean, the skirt's the perfect length. The shoulders are, are balancing out the hip pieces. She's got the little red clutch. I mean, the gorgeous earrings. She's just, she's giving us drag. Drag. What do you think of Raja? You know, I loved Raja's look. I think this is gorgeous from the front. Now, when she turned around and the, the back piece was uh, kind of see-through and it looked like, you know, when you write on a piece of paper with Sharpie and then you look on the back and it's bled yes. through, it was kind of giving me that. So I kind of wish the back had been thought of. But other than that, this is amazing. This is so fashion forward. I love this kind of veil. It's gorgeous. And the blue gloves, with the blue shoes, you know, we're getting that match yes. on match, which I really like. So it's a wear it for me. You wear it well. Oh, uh -oh. here uh -oh. it comes. Um, okay. I absolutely love the dress. I love the veil. I do not like the back piece. I understand where she was going. She wanted to look very like editorial, like I'm on the front cover of, you know, magazine. But to me, I think it just takes away from the expensiveness of the look. And it makes it look a little cheap to me. Um, so I would wear it except 
for the magazine-esque cover. Okay. I see what you're saying because the veil is so rich and so is the look, especially with the side exposed with the beading. But I don't know. I still like it. I think it's drama. I think it's drag. I hear what you're saying. I think I also like don't like when people write, wear big things that have writing on them. I don't okay. know what it is. Like, okay. Because anytime. <laughs> it's such a specific thing. Well, I think it's like there was, I don't know if it was Jimbo or somebody on UK versus the world and they had like a big cape thing and there was writing on it. And okay. I just think that. When you go for writing on an outfit, if it is not done fully 100%, it cheapens it to me. Okay, I feel you. No graphic tease for you. No graphic tease for me. Okay. <laughs> That's a lie. Well, up next we have the essence of Jada Hall. Now, another one who's been serving us looks week yes, after week. week after week. For me, this one missed. I just think it's too covered up. Mm -hmm. I love the height. Yes. I love the drama of it all, the black fan, but it's all one fabric. And I think she's kind of swallowed in it. We're not really able to see any of her. So I, I almost feel like she's too veiled. Yes, I agree with that. I, I, like, There's a part of me that wishes that the girls that had their face fully done would have done some type of reveal. And then they could easily put it back on because I think that the illusion is the veil, but I also want to see your pretty face. Right. And I think had she maybe uncovered somehow, we could have seen the body and the bodice of the dress. And maybe that would have given us a little bit more. But because she remained covered, it was just, again, it was hard for me to attach to the outfit. I agree. I would totally wear the headpiece because I just think that it's so tall and it yeah. would just be so awesome. But I do not uh, dress. It's a no. It's a yeah, tarot. it's a tarot. It's a tarot. This was probably my favorite look I've ever seen Evie wear. I I don't know. Like, she took what her whole drag aesthetic is and she actually applied it yep. in a fashion-forward way. Yep. Because I think that a lot of times Evie takes the challenge and she'll make it into Evie, but it doesn't necessarily abide by the challenge 100%. But this, all there. Makeup was flawless. Contacts, all of that. I don't know. How, how would you even describe this? Like a... Sequin. Sequin beaded. Beaded. Handkerchief. That's what you call this cut down here oh. at the bottom. Handkerchief dress. Yeah. yeah. And it looked very like kind of like quilted too. Like I very love different this. patterns. Ugh, I love beautiful. this. I don't know if it's my favorite because I really loved the crown look and the whole like bug look. But maybe, yeah, maybe this is my favorite actually. I love this because it kind of reminds me of Aida, the musical. <gasps> yes. I was kind of getting some Aida references. Also Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat yes. references. And I loved that we got a reveal of the veil. Yeah. And she had another veil on, which was that turquoise, uh, you know, beadedness. I don't know what you call that turquoise beaded headpiece, I guess yeah. is what you'd call it. And I just love that. I love that she had the full beaded fringe and revealed to another, another type of veil. I thought that was really smart of her. And again, that was just providing us the drama yeah. that we were looking for. And then on top of that, like when you use colors like yes. that turquoise blue yes. and it meshes so well with everything else, I could totally see you wearing this right now. Like, I, this I is, honestly this is... would absolutely wear this in real life. And, you know, it's interesting because Evie and I talked a lot, obviously, on tour. And, you know, she told me about how much work she really put into these looks and that she wanted to be able to stay true to her brand. But you know, meet the drag race standard. And I just, I'm very proud of her. I feel like she really showed us who she is in this look. Wear it. Wear it. You wear it well. Next, we have Miss Jinx Monsoon with a, la it's not lavender. Lilac. La Lilac. It's also lavender though. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
Um, what kind of dress would you call this? Um, this is a mermaid fishtail gown. Let's see how the bottom is kind yes. of like swishing out. And it's long sleeve and it's giving us floral, flower, butterfly realness. I thought that the butterflies carrying the back of the veil goes so much with what Jinx is. She's very fairy princess, like in also that time period. And it just reminded me very like Snow White-esque of like the animals all coming to you or whatever. I thought it was exactly what I would expect for Jinx. I will say, though, that she showed her body quite a bit. Jinx, a lot of times, like in the outfits that she wears, it isn't like necessarily like hips, body, all of that. And this is what that was giving me. I thought it looked very good on her. Yeah, it definitely looks great on her. This is a classic Jinx move. Um, I think she wore butterflies for her crowning. I can't remember, yes, she but did. She, did, she did, right? So I love that she was kind of, you know, referencing herself previous season. Um, for me, I wouldn't wear this. Mm -hmm. So it is a tarot, but I don't think she looks bad. I yeah. think she looks great. Again, I wish she would have revealed, revealed the veil. But, you know, I think for Jinx, this is a good look. Yeah. I know I feel like I say that every week, which is like, well, why does she get the special write-off? But, you know, she's not known for being a fashion queen. Yeah. She's going to give you period. She's going to give you costume. And she did a great job of it. But mm -hmm. it's if I'd wear it, that's a no. I think I would totally wear the veil. I yeah. don't know. Like, I, I just think that it's so, it's different. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah, why not? So I'd wear the veil and I would tear the dress. Okay, fair enough. And last, we have the Vivian giving us bondage realness. Whips and chains excite me. Whips and chains excite me. Yeah, yeah. I don't love the purple rope here. The purple rope really took yeah. me off. I, I feel like it should have been blue or it should have been white so that we can mm -hmm. tell it was rope. Um, and I felt like the veil was a little like asphyxiation vibes, which I guess goes with the BDSM. But mm. I didn't love that aspect. Now, the dress I'm obsessed with and the fact yes. that it's like a straight jacket and she's got her arms behind her and it's like this blue latex on top of a blue sequin. Mm -hmm. So good. So I honestly would wear it. I really would because I think I could just like fix the parts that kind of bug me. Yeah. I, again, I'm so impressed with the fashion she's been bringing. I really was not expecting that. So I, it's a wear it. You wear it well. I think that the dress is a total wear it. Like you said, it gives off very asphyxiation. Uh -huh. And that, I don't know, that's like a little creepy in some aspect to me, I think. Uh, but she fucking killed it and it looks great. And she looks great in it. And I love the ball gag and I think it's a totally different way to go with this, so. Yeah, and unlike Jada's where the veil was almost not as see-through, we really could see through yes. this one. So we could see the detail of the ball gag, which I, I did enjoy. And again, I feel like if you're going to go for BDSM and asphyxiation, then really take it there. So, like, I wish the rope, like I said, was a white contrasting color wrap, wrap, wrap around the neck. Like, and then maybe tying her hands back into, like, some, yes. you know, like, just take it there. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like the one little tiny purple rope, it was just, a, it blended in, you know? Yeah. And it didn't really. See, that was also, like, a part of me that really wondered, like, what the dress would have looked like if the actual um, tie, not the ties, but the... Yeah, if those were a different color, I want I really wanted to know what that would look like because since oh, they I were Oh, I like the tone on tone. I did, but I, you also like couldn't see it at times. Like I didn't realize True. that it was all True. the way down the dress and then I was like, "Oh." Maybe if those were purple and we had more purple rope, that could have worked. Hey. That could have worked. Yeah. What do you belts? Belts. belts. That's the word. Well, <laughs> you're learning it from us. Belts. 
difficult. <laughs> well, let's take a break and we will come back and chat who won, who lost, and uh, everything in between. And we're back, back, back again. Be back, be back, be back again. Giving you the visual you've always wanted. Needed and called for. There actually have been a lot of comments asking for really? visuals. Yes. Well, I hope you're enjoying this. And if you love it, leave us some comments down below. And if you're still listening, go on over to Joseph's YouTube and yeah, check it out. Check it out. And you know what? We'll also put it on Laganja. So then yes. we'll have a we'll have a duo. Yes, we will. You can so then catch we can, it on either channel. And we'll promote it everywhere. Yes. We're gonna win some queerties. That's we're gonna win awards. Is now. that That's what we're we, trying to do? We're gonna try to win some podcast awards. Okay, I would love that. I think we need I to would like really love that. Yeah, Let's that's manifest I, that. Yeah, we need to manifest that. And you know, we know that the same podcast win year after year. We always get like a race chaser or sibling rivalry or Katya. which they're great. No, they're great. To them, but they do win every year. And there's time for some new kids on the block. You know. I think so. <laughs> so, so our top two end up being Jinx Monsoon and Raja. Um, they get to choose their people who they're going to give the stars to next week. Okay. So they get a little They have to talking. keep us waiting. They have to keep us waiting. Yeah, of course. I wonder if they're going to like send them to talk to everybody. You know how oh, they do those things? Oh, yeah. Like, Why do you deserve right. the star? I see that for them. Um, and Jinx ended up winning the lip sync, $10,000, and she blocked the Vivian. Well... It's all fair. It's all in RuPaul's uh, Drag Race. You know, Viv came for her, so she said, "Well, watch this miss thing." I said, I kept thinking to myself, "I was like, why would you tell somebody that you would have blocked them?" Right. What type of strategy is that? Not a good one. Not no. a good one. Yeah. No. It, it, you may think that, like, by saying it out loud, you're like getting everybody else to gang up on the person. Right. 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 But at the end of the day, you're putting the biggest target on your back. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. But I do want to say, Raja looked especially beautiful. <gasps> In, in that the lip sync. I yes. loved the jumpsuit. Oh. She looked like a million bucks. I'm so glad she finally got her star. Yes. I'm like, bring well some deserved. more stars for you, Raja. Yes. You so deserve it. And it's just so hard. Like, I think just as we talked about last week, when you have so many good girls and it's like, you can have a top two and then Raja will be right there at the three or right. she may be the two, but the judges don't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. very, very difficult. No, I really think she deserved it. And I'm glad she got her time to shine. Totally. So we have Jinx with two stars. She's in the lead. Wow. Okay. And everybody else has one star except for Evie Oddly. She's the only one without a star? Only one without a star. Wow, you're keeping real tally over here. Yeah, to do it at the end of each week. (laughs) 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 Um, Jada had her Taheen moment again. This time with Jinx. Loved it. I did it with her, actually, you know, while watching. I was like, let me just get my own out. Do it with the girls. Yes. Yeah. I was going to bring some here and we we're going to start oh, the podcast with it. We should have. And literally, okay, next podcast, next, we podcast next, we're going to do it. We're going to take the team shot. And then you guys should do it at home, too. You know yeah, what? Do it course. with us. Tell us what your experience is You can like. get it on Amazon if it's not available if you're in the UK. Just saying. Yeah. You you might need it in the UK for your food, according you to the ganja. Do. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's time for what you missed and untucked. My favorite because I never watch on top. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I always have to get this section from you. Since there was commencement speeches, of okay. course, they talked about their high school experiences. Some oh. were good and some were bad. Naturally. Um, what was Were your... there any tears? Not really. Okay, yeah, wow. So it was they kind all had of, a pretty good. It was kind of like very just middle lane. Some were a little bad. Yeah, come on. Don't you miss the untucks like where I was there crying every I'm episode? Saying. I'm just saying like... We're going to on top. Like, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's add some drama. The girls are scared now. I That's also, what I'm saying. That's why I don't watch it. <laughs> I also wish that they wouldn't film it in the workroom. I know. It totally takes it away. It I just, actually had to talk about that with one of the girls on the tour. We were saying, like, 
when you used to move into another space that was closed and small and intimate, it really kind of, you know, uh, it festered that yes. into that dramatic attention, you know, whereas now they're in their same space, they're more spread out. It doesn't have that same magical vibe as the interior illusions, illusions lounge. lounge. Yeah. I mean, I would die if they brought the Interior Illusions Lounge back. I think they should. Gold room, silver room. Yes. Let's do it. Because yes. it makes so much sense. Like you said, they're in a smaller confined place. You're more likely to get into fights. And I also wish that they would use that the screen again. Like they would use the yeah. screen Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I don't know. I feel like they get so comfortable in the workroom. So yeah. it's hard to like, and it's just like, oh, well, we're just in the workroom again. You know, it's not the same kind of, the stakes aren't risen as high. Exactly. So they talked about their high school experiences. Yeah. What was your high school experience like? Well, my freshman year, I went to a public high school where my mother was actually the counselor. So that was very, you know, unique in a, in a way. Uh, of course, I actually kind of loved it because I was able to, like, go into my mommy's office and cry after school. And I did that plenty. Um, but then I went to arts high school for my sophomore, junior and senior year. And it was it was the most amazing experience ever. I loved high school. I got my first boyfriend. I, you know, uh, got to choreograph for the entertainers, which was like the musical theater group. I was in a dance company, Rep 2. I met my mentor, who's now my dear friend and kind of like my second mother, Dr. Linda James. And yeah, I definitely have a lot of Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts. Yeah, BTWHSPVA, the longest name. It's almost oh. like LGBTQAI+. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved it. I, I feel so grateful that I got to go to public school first and kind of have a rough experience mm -hmm. with normal kids so that when I went to art school, I just appreciated it so much more to be surrounded by weirdos. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What was your high school experience like? I'm so like? jealous. Uh -oh. Well, I went to private school all the way up until the eighth grade. And my graduating class in the eighth grade had 14 people in it. And these were the same 14 people I had known since I was in kindergarten. Oh, my God. So that school ended at eighth grade. So then I had to go to a public school. And my freshman class had 2,000 people in it. So quite just, the, quite the oh, my gosh, it was awful. I also was obese. I was overweight. I had glasses. I had really? my curly hair. Yeah, I was made fun of like crazy. A very, very bad experience. But I will tell you one thing that really struck a chord. Somebody was really, really, really mean to me. And about a year ago, I got a random message on Facebook and it was, I don't know if you will ever see this, but looking back on things, I would like to apologize That's for awesome. how I treated you. That's awesome. And I like looking at it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's been 10 plus years and you are sending me a message. So it obviously means something. And it's like, yeah, you did give me hell, but thank you for realizing. Yeah. yeah. I actually got a similar message from really? someone who made fun of me. Um, I think it was, they made more fun of me in middle school than they did high school, but I did get a message from them. And again, it was the same thing where it was just like, wow, that's really cool of you to admit. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that you see, and you know, again, at the end of the day, we all mess up. And the only thing we really can do is apologize and mm -hmm. do better. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's really amazing when people can admit that like, yeah, I messed up. Shouldn't have been mean to you. I'm sorry. I was a high school asshole, you know? Yeah pretty cool. And when you get that, like, I was like, oh, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. And now you're just serving revenge body for the gods. Revenge body for the gods. Yes. And also, I just want to say I had a awful time with a theater teacher named Miss Lorraine Cotton. Get her. Get her, I, Jade. She was, oh, 
she prevented a lot of good things happening. She didn't tell me about scholarship. She just hated my guts and I have no no idea why. She locked me out of competitions. We had drama competitions and you had like your teleprompter competitions and all this stuff because I did like news anchoring and she cut me out of all of it. She wouldn't <sighs> tell me. She, there was, oh, the best part, senior year, we had to, I applied uh, for um, president of the Thespian Society. Naturally. So, we were all in the lovely high school drama room and she's pulling out the votes and it's between me and this girl named Holly Taylor. And she's like, mm, Holly, Holly, Joseph, Joseph. And then she went, and our new thespian president is Joseph Shepard. Oh my gosh. How rude. Right? Yes. Ugh. How rude. Well. Like I said, you're showing them all that you went on to greatness. Yes, so exactly. props to you, Joseph. Props to you. Yes. And props to you, Mama. Props to you, Mama. Also in What You Miss and Untucked, Evie shares that she switches her pussycat wigs from the front to the back to give people a different hairstyle. And they think it's a different hair. Have you ever done that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never worn my wigs backwards. That is wild. Right? That's wild. I was like, okay. Leave it to Evie. Yeah. And the Vivian shares that she used to be a rugby player for eight years. Now that I can see. I That's can see that English. too. It's very English. the vibe over there. I really hope she comes out with some really like deconstructed rugby outfit, like in a oh. dress form. That would be beautiful. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I like that idea. Well, that's what you missed on Untalked. All right. And as we um, are closing this out, Miss Nancy Pelosi came up onto the stage and she was telling everybody to vote in the midterms. Um, we and, you know, you took the the time two weeks ago to talk about, you know, the political stuff with um, gun reform and all of that. Yeah. And I really wanted to take this time to just tell everybody that if you are in America, if you are paying attention please pay attention to the January 6th stuff. At the end of the day, oh God. No, yeah. no matter what you believe, if you are a full Trump supporter, just please take the time to look at the facts. You know, actually take time. Like, don't be just going to those random websites or Facebook posts like my mom might do. Like, actually do the research and watch. Um, because I think at the end of the day, it is very scary what came close. And just realizing and hearing that it wasn't just like a protest that went into the Capitol. There was months of things that were leading up to it that Trump knew about and so many more people knew about. So just please do research. At the end of the day, before you form an opinion, do research and, you know, actually vote. Seriously yes. vote. And look when you vote. Like, you know, the people that are in charge of your school districts, your superintendents, those are the people that are making the decision for the children coming up. So it may not seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal. It is. I agree. And I'm so fortunate that my mother actually sent me an email about it. I know your mother, again, Trump, so a different vibe. But yeah. I'm so grateful that my mother was like, here, I know you've been busy. You need to see and need to read about this. So shout out to my mom for That's continually good. keeping me engaged in the political system. I'm very, very, very grateful for her and for my best friend, Kristen, who also has done a very similar thing with me. I actually yeah. made a video F Donald Trump on my YouTube when he was up for election. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, it's definitely something that I really try to use my platform for and to educate people on. So again, thank you for bringing that up. Of course, I, I am completely like, I think that politics is a thing that I'm so obsessed with that like that's my, my one little niche that I'm like looking up all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I think that we are all individuals. We're all humans. We all bleed the same. And we just need to realize that 
nobody should have more power than anybody else or force anything on anybody else. We're all living. Let's live. Well said, Joseph. Well, well said. said. Well, that was Queening Al. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode with me and Laganja Estranja. We have new shows every Tuesday. That's right. So make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on your podcast apps. Like this review we got from Keek this week. Ooh. From Keek Streams. Love it. Love these two and their opinions. This podcast gives me life while waiting for the next episode. Keep up the great work. Hugs. So sweet. Thanks, Keek. And you said somebody came up to you at an event. I did. Today at my event, I had a, a lovely individual tell me that they loved listening to our podcast and kind of echoed what a lot of people have been saying about that. Yes, we give our opinions, but we try to keep it drama free yeah. and always try to, you know, recognize the hard work that goes into each and every episode. So it was really Really rewarding to hear it in person. And yeah. it's also rewarding to hear it on the podcast reviews. I, I love it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for listening. Make sure to give us those five-star reviews. You know, we will we'll gladly read them out to you all. You see? Yeah. Send the, send <laughs> the email. Shout out to Joseph for being the script supervisor. <laughs> tip, tip, tapping away. Um, so also be sure to um, send us an email, laganjoes at gmail.com. We might read it on the air next week. That's right. And if you have any burning questions, you can leave us a message at 323-607-5116 and we may play it on air. Yeah, we may. And you can always follow us. You should. Laganja Estranja on All Things Social and I'm at Joseph A. Shepard on All Things Social. That's right. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week for another episode of Queening Out. Bye, guys. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. You're right.